This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. And this morning we catch up with uh, the director of Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature, Nikki Page, for a korero. Um, Nikki, morena, good to have you with us again. Morena, just lovely to chat to you. Now, Nikki, we're going to take a chance to follow up on the conversation that uh, took place, I think, on the last edition of Right Spot, which was looking ahead to the addition of a couple of plaques to the Dunedin Writers Walk. And we had a wonderful conversation uh, about um, the writers that were being honoured there. Of course, um, that was followed on the Friday by an event uh, unveiling those and celebrating that. That's right, and I really wanted to acknowledge, first of all, that fantastic interview on Right Spot uh, two weeks ago with you, Jeff. I enjoyed that so much, uh, listening to that uh, at my desk. It was really so good. I've actually listened to it again since, just for fun. I think that the conversation you had with Cynthia Greensill, um, uh, Ted Middleton's uh, widow, and also with Roger Hickens, Peter Olds' publisher, was just amazing. The stories from the 70s and the way you teased out their, their wonderful anecdotes and then the beautiful poems that were read. I just thoroughly enjoyed the interview, so I recommend listeners have a, have a look at the podcast if they couldn't uh, hear it on the day. It's a great interview. Oh, well, that's very lovely to hear. So a timely reminder that you can find podcasts of Right Spot from our website. You just go to oar.org.nz and uh, type Right Spot into the search engine. That'll bring up the page with all the past editions, recent editions of Right Spot, and you can uh, listen any time. Yes, and I, and I often do. And the um, the wonderful event. So thank you, uh, Jeff, for referencing that on the Friday. And I just thought some listeners might not have been able to make it with the red light setting. And I received some sad apologies as well as some enthusiastic responses. So I wanted to fill everyone in on how it went. It was really a very special occasion for our city honouring uh, Ted Middleton, the late Ted Middleton, and Peter Olds. And I think that uh, it couldn't have been sort of more joyous and, and beautiful in a way. It was a spectacularly sunny day, you might remember. And we had uh, the, the Dunningham area with the doors flung open and the balcony open and all the windows open. It was really in the 20s that day. And there was a, a feeling of real jubilation in the room. And we had a full house. Uh, we counted the seats, of course, very carefully. So we were under the, the limit and and we had a masked event, but all the seats were taken, and it was a lovely turnout full of family and friends, uh, you know, the wider whanau of the two writers, and dear friends from the past, but also current admirers who just wanted to acknowledge their work. And such a feeling of, of, of celebration and, and aroha in the room, it was really lovely. Well, that's good to hear, and wonderful that it was supported so well at a time that, you know, it's not necessarily all that easy to get people out and about, so it's a mark of the significance of it. Well, I agree, Jeff. I really was, I was really impressed with the turnout because it would have been understandable if people had been more cautious, but everyone um, did the right thing, but came along with real enthusiasm, and I think we, we managed to throw in some treats. Uh, we had a whole big, big range of Whitaker's wrapped chocolate bars if we were to take away home and eat on the way to the car since we couldn't offer our normal a cup of tea and manakitanga in that way. And so um, we had masses of those and we had uh, chilled water, of course, for, to keep people safe, but also a wonderful pianist, a young pianist from Logan Park High School, Jack Tarr. He just played the whole time as everyone arrived and left 
without pausing for breath, uh, beautiful song after beautiful song for us as everyone milled around and chatted. And uh, not, a, not a sheet of music in sight, but just so much uh, talent and, and delightful warm energy. And it created a really lovely vibe in the room. It was quite special. Well, it's lovely to hear. Nikki, it's probably worth just mentioning, reminding listeners, perhaps some who don't actually know much about the Writer's Walk, what it, what it is and what it represents. Yes, that's a good idea. So the Writers' Walk was really established um, coming up for 40 years ago by the council and uh, and some writers were chosen um, who had had a connection with Dunedin and wonderful writers in there. And every now and then um, we're able to add one who should have really been there in the beginning. So Essie uh, Summers um, last year and a wonderful romance writer and now we have Peter Olds, our, our beloved poet of the city who's documented our city in poetry for, for 40 years, really, walking the streets, uh, looking out for marginalised groups and people who don't necessarily have a, such a voice and writing about us all in there with, the, with empathy and humour and, and, and um, interest and, and cleverness. There's great poems and all about places that we all know in our city. So um, what a wonderful figure to have. And... Ted Middleton, an extraordinary short story writer, award-winning writer, um, also a, a huge part of our literary history and heft. So to celebrate them and have them added to the Writer's Walk, which runs around the top of the octagon area um, in an arc uh, opposite the gallery and then running down opposite the municipal chambers. So each writer has their plaque and also a little quotation that references the city in some way. They're really fun just to stroll along and and read. These two new plaques are right before and after uh, the Robert Burns statue, which is, um, they're, they're positioned near people they were they loved and admired. So the two spaces were just waiting to be filled by them. <laughs> we might we might get the opportunity to explore this further uh, on uh, a later edition of Right Spot, but it's probably timely to mention that Beverly Martins has got her Dunedin Literary Walking Tours back underway. Plans for doing that with a focus on group tours and so forth. It was parked for a little while, understandably, because it uh, relied very much on visitors to the city to, to drive that little business. But that's uh, a, a, an opportunity to to take that walk and, 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 and other parts of Dunedin, but uh, learning perhaps a bit, bit more about each of the writers uh, there. So you can check out um, Dunedin Literary Walking Tours online and just check out what Beverly's uh, got up and running now. Yes, it's a, gr- a great point. I'm so thrilled that Beverly's able to offer the tours again and she's come up with clever ways of also offering bespoke tours that fit in with the red light setting. So um, a genius way of approaching the challenges. So yes, a great point because she does actually start her in-person tours right there at the Whiters Walk and takes people on a journey from there. She's so much fun to listen to. She's she's brilliant. And, then, um, and I did see her too at the event and we had gorgeous talks from... Uh, from again from Cynthia um, from your radio program and also Ted's daughter Suzanne Middleton spoke really well about about his um, the importance to Ted and to the city of the Burns Fellowship and how um, Ted and Peter Olds both Burns Fellows and how many other incredible writers um, have come here as a result of the Burns Fellowship and many of them have never left so we're so lucky and if they haven't if they do leave they always keep coming back on holiday because Dunedin gets under their skin as it does for all of us so the the, the wonderful uh, Burns Fellowship has transformed the city over you know all those decades and and still now uh, hosts 
incredibly well-known and, and well-regarded writers across all genres. So she really um, tipped her hat to that, and she also talked about her father's connection with landscape and the environment, which, of course, is very much like Suzanne Middleton's work in, uh, with Wild Dunedin and her strong passion for climate change uh, uh Concerns. So I think it was really interesting to see that connection in his writing all those years ago, not spelled out like that, but just a focus that he had. So I really enjoyed her talk. And then Roger uh, spoke so eloquently about Peter's huge contribution to New Zealand literature and as his publisher and also his long-term friend. So we really enjoyed the, the talks. And the two poems they chose were the same as the ones on your program. So if listeners want to hear those, they're really excellent, um, delightful choices. They've got a lot of thought into which ones to pick for the event. And so I really felt that, um, I mean, for the city of literature and me personally, these are huge additions to the Writer's Walk and I've wanted to see them in there for so long. And also the occasion itself just really felt full of, as I said, joy and aroha and respect for these writers and an occasion, one of those ones you file away and think, well, I'll, I'll always have that happy memory. Well, that's good to hear at a time where, um, you know, let's face it, there's not a lot of good news around that time. So to have enjoyed that celebration in that way and for it to have gone so well is so pleasing. And that's great that you've had the opportunity to, to, to bring us up to date with how it all went after we had that wonderful conversation a couple of weeks ago. Speaking of conversations, uh, earlier on uh, today we spoke with Alison Cunningham about the Regent book sale coming back uh, as the Regent Red setting book sale between April 1st and 10th. Uh, Nikki, you'll be pleased to see that back on the agenda. Yes, I was so pleased that you spoke to, to the wonderful Alison again. And aren't they clever to have come up with this way to host the sale for us? They've really been hit uh, by the by, by the different um, settings and levels and by COVID. Uh, such a challenging and enormous operation, as we all know, to run and involves so many people, um, guests and staff. So really difficult. And how, how brilliant they've come up with this way of holding the fair on site in this perfect location that we all love and yet making it safe for us using a a booking system, I think it's a, 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 an incredibly clever solution and I'm so excited it's going ahead. It is very clever. Just need to hop onto the Regent uh, Book uh, Regent Theatre's website to book your spot. And uh, just a reminder that each person who uh, books a spot uh, buys a ticket for $5. You can either make that a donation to the Regent Theatre or you can apply that to any sales that you um that you make on the day so uh, good good opportunity there maybe if you can afford it to let that $5 go straight to the Regent and then uh, spend the rest on on loading yourself up with books in a very safe and comfortable way just 100 people at a time at the beautiful spacious Regent Theatre so uh, look forward to that April 1st to 10th but before all of that we've got a Fringe Festival Nikki I know, just really admiring of the of, of Alison and also Gareth and his team at the Fringe Festival for making these things happen. It's so much more complicated to make them safe and compliant and 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 still vibrant and amazing. And and both organisations have done such an incredibly good job. And uh, and whereas we used to be pressing our noses up against the Regent and and running into the, to the tables, now we're we'll walking in an orderly manner. And similarly, um, the Fringe is, is going ahead 17th to 27th of March, completely compliant and safe, and yet 
many, many in-person events all over the city. So a wonderful job by the team to make it happen for us, to enable us to meet in person safely and enjoy these extraordinary shows. It's such a good program and I'm really excited. I just feel really so lucky uh, to live in a city with with people um, like Alison and Gareth who bring, bring these activities for us and don't get dwarfed by the challenges and just go ahead anyway. And I'm really excited and I know that we'll be safe and I know that they're going to be so much fun. Good to have things to look forward to, isn't it, Nikki? And it's uh, wonderful to catch up with you again on our right spot. We look forward to the right spot again in a fortnight's time where we celebrate Dunedin's status as UNESCO City of Literature and celebrate all the creativity that uh, lies therein. Uh, you go well, well, Nick, and we look forward to catching up with you then. You go well too, and the listeners. And thanks very much for having me, Jeff. It was lovely to talk to you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.